0: President Reagan warned that if we don't fight for liberty, it would be only one generation from extinction. But what if the next generation doesn't want freedom? There's a group of people out there who've even decided that freedom is the new F word. I kid you not. Fortunately, we have Ryan Helfenbein in the Economic War Room from the Standing for Freedom Center at Liberty University. Ryan, welcome back to the Economic War Room.
1: Hey, it is great to be here, Kevin. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, every day we have to fight to preserve liberty. And I know that's the fight that you're in, but our viewers want to know, how do I pass liberty to the next generation, and they don't seem to want it?
1: I think we have to understand, first and foremost, what the roots of that liberty is. I think fundamentally, in order to pass it on successfully, as Reagan uh, pointed out and as many others have pointed out, I think the roots of that liberty is actually spiritual. And inherently moral it is not just political we have to understand that the, the what the founders understood about this country that these were pre-political rights inalienable given to a given to us by God our Creator
0: that's so true
1: and and the pretext of that of that society was inherently Christian it was largely Christian. George Barnett did a research uh, study here more recently. How many Americans, 330 million roughly, have a Christian or biblical worldview? Biblical worldview, not just a Christian worldview. And he said something like 6% polled favorably where they could answer biblical questions, right, coherently, had an understanding of the scriptures, kind of a basic understanding. That's the context of the current society that we live in. So it's going to
0: be pretty hard to pass on something to another generation when they don't know where it comes from, they don't know the value that it has, and that's different from the history. of. uh, We've got here on the the table the Christian history of the Constitution of the United States. Uh, so it's, it's tough. Par- parents want their kids to value freedom of speech and, and all of the things that are enshrined in our Constitution. But what you're saying is if they don't understand the moral basis for them, that's right, they're not going to value them.
1: That's right. We understand that the Constitution is not a value-neutral document. So baked into that is an inherent understanding of what these rights mean. So when you look at the First Amendment and the right of free, free assembly, the right of free speech, right, the freedom of the press and so on and so forth, or the Second Amendment, the right to a self-defense, to carry arms in, in, in defense of one's uh, property and uh, one's family. Those things are so important, but what they speak to is the values that lie behind them. When you get rid of the fundamentals of society, the fundamentals, right, right which are, on uh, on their basis, in inherently religious and moral, as John Adams said, the Constitution was written for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the governance anyone of anyone other. Right? Yeah. So if you get rid of the fundamentals of that, it all caves in.
0: But when you say that fundamentals, yes, just for a second. You hear fundamental and you think you don't think freedom of speech you don't think liberty what you think you know, what the media has told us is the fundamentalists are trying to tell you how to think tell you what to say tell you how to act but that's not biblical
1: yeah the, the media is in and of itself a fundamentalist group they're driven by fundamental beliefs if you look at all these masking policies and the lockdown This is the international cabal right now that is operating with certain fundamentals at at play. Freedom, though, is God's idea. That's the point of all of this. It is not man's idea, but God's idea. So freedom is first and foremost spiritual. Uh, We read in in Corinthians, for example, where Paul writes to the church and says, where God is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That freedom is first and foremost found in Jesus Christ. If you are uh, a slave living, by the way, there are more slaves today in the world than ever before. There are more people being persecuted than ever before. If you are a slave and under political slavery, economic slavery, you can still have spiritual freedom in Christ. So the roots of that political freedom are first and foremost Spiritual.
0: Yeah, Christ came to set at liberty those who were oppressed.
1: That's right. He came to set free the captives. Over and over again, we see this, this uh, parody in Scripture between faith, which is ultimately freedom, and fear, which is ultimately in contention with God and is basically what enslaves us.
0: Oh yeah, look at the mass mandates, all that. They're all driven by fear. Some of it rational, some of it irrational, but the response is control. Mm-hmm. And, and it, what you're suggesting is mm-hmm. that, uh, that God wants us to have liberty, wants us to enjoy freedom.
1: Absolutely. And so what I would say is even though we look around and we say the circumstances are dire, yes, that's the, the, mo- the moment of greatest opportunity for the church and for Christians living at large in society we can go on the offense there there was a New York Times study even more recently that was basically talking about secularism is at its all-time peak that it it predicts that in the future America will become inherently more religious than it has been in previous decades there's gonna be a turn but the question is Kevin that everybody needs to know and and they can do something about it is what kind of religious yeah. background are we going to have is it going to be neo paganism or is it going to be like the old christian faith that has never changed
0: the old christian faith is the one that set at liberty the captives in slavery and the if there was an end of slavery in western civilization it's because of christian efforts that's right and, and yet there are other religions, Islam being among them, mm-hmm. that have doctrines of slavery and you can look historically, there have been slavery that's emerged from them. So it is important what religion, with old line traditional Islam would not be a pro-freedom religion in, in my view, but. Old That's line right. traditional Christianity does bring freedom.
1: That's right. Historically, wherever Christianity has gone, it has set captives free. I would just contend that going back, even back as late as 1776, when we were starting this country, the founders, nine of 13 colonies had abolished slavery. And moving forward, it was it was a movement, right, of free people. We fought a war over it, a civil war, uh, in the 1860s, and then we also had a religious a religious civil rights movement where churches were mobilized, Christians were mobilized to peacefully protest and take to the streets. And that's how you had a civil rights movement that led to huge sweeping social changes. So, yes, and and this is wild, by the way, when you look at what was happening in China and uh, you were seeing what was happening in the Soviet uh, Union, um, secularism was slaughtering hundreds Of millions of people in the name of communism. Atheism was doing this. So you you juxtapose what was happening in the rest of the world with what was happening in the United States and religion has largely given us, Christian religion, has largely given us freedom.
0: Well we have to take a break but when we come back I want to talk about the difference between an ideal Liberty University student Mm. and, and the average college student at the average college in America, because I think what you're sharing may explain why some young people don't want freedom, but others absolutely demand it. The American Revolution was led by young people. Alexander Hamilton was 21, James Monroe was 18, for example. Thomas Jefferson was only 33, and James Madison just 25. Young people have an innate sense of freedom, or they should. Mask Nazis, sometimes they're very young. And there was the Hitler Youth. How do we inspire a new generation to love freedom? Ryan, the average Liberty University student, or the ideal Liberty University student, they're different from the average college student. Tell us about that.
1: I, I would say so. I think one of the things that uh, students and their parents are in pursuit of is a free education, free of uh, radical indoctrination.
0: Not free, financially free. But right, that's
1: right. Free of meaning that there is an educational freedom uh, that, and, and there is an educational philosophy uh, that is still classic. Uh, in the sense of going back to the the old way of doing things, uh, that is not motivated by radical subjectivism that you see so often in college campuses, uh, where there are speech codes and if you're in violation of the speech codes, the, the, the I mean the,
0: that's so backwards yeah. compared to UC Berkeley, which was you know the the, the home of free speech they claimed, and now right. they're clamping down. You can't have an idea different from what the world says, or you get in trouble.
1: That's right. Shocker. Uh, liberals are rather illiberal when they're in charge, right? So I would say that in context, the average uh, Liberty student is in search of a Christian education. We're unapologetically Christian, have been since 1971, and we're largely politically incorrect when you think about where the cultural winds are. Um, We have a compass, not a weather vane. Our compass points to true north, which is Jesus Christ, not whatever the, the winds of culture, which is constantly shifting and changing. 18 months ago, uh, the orthodoxy, you know, whether it be about mask mandates or critical race theory, which people said doesn't exist in schools, to today, oh, no, no, no. We don't want critical race theory in schools. That's terrible, it's horrible. We have to acknowledge it exists. Oh, and the masks are highly unpopular liberty never changed over that time that's true and that's comforting to know people want courage they're looking for courage Uh, people are looking for conviction and it's not about just providing an education it's about standing on principles so when you think about the average Liberty student who's coming they want a religious based education they want an education where they can be a practitioner in the field where it's actually going to make sense fully accredited where it's going to make sense, I'm going to get this degree from a not-for-profit institution whose loan default rate is half the national average, by the way. So when you think about schools these days, yeah, that's great. looking at what's going around, including UC Berkeley, a lot of people are getting education, you know, the classic underwater basket weaving or whatever. Uh, actually, it's, it's more like queer gender studies and uh, they still end up working at a barista somewhere or they're making a right. sandwich for you. What with
0: these massive student with loans. With massive
1: student loans and in debt. So students are in search of a Christian education, but they're also in search of one that makes sense for their plan in life and what the conversation that they're gonna have with their parents. Son, what are you gonna do, right? What are you yeah. gonna do with your life? So I think that's what differentiates us from
0: well, I'll tell you, i tell you, I've been on campus, I've been to the ski slope, I've been in the classrooms, I've seen the food options, I've seen the dorms, I've had the full tour, the library's phenomenal. I mean, you give everything that every other first-rate college provides, it's provided at Liberty, but you go beyond that. You use technology in new ways mm. because you've got this challenge. The world is telling Mind-numbing the devices, social media is telling you, uh, you know, think this way. And if you think any other way, you get punished. You're telling people, teaching people to think for themselves, Mm -hmm. God-given liberty, but using technology. Tell us about how liberty educates students.
1: Well, I would just say that when you look at the classroom, uh, we are practitioners, uh, you know, in every field, whether it be uh, law whether it be business, whether it be engineering, whether it be the nursing school, school of engineer I've said school of engineering, but osteopathic medicine, um, education, behavioral sciences, and even divinity. By the way, we originally had a divinity school, uh, but we have all those other things as well. And so when, when we're providing that education, yes, uh, it is competitive, it is fully accredited, Uh, But what what is behind all of that is a Christian worldview. We have a Christian integrated system of education. So we're not teaching a kind of Darwinian evolutionary based science for understanding the human body, for understanding the human mind, for understanding how to do business, kind of a dog eat dog approach, but rather... Uh, what is fundamental to this education, what is convictional, is understanding that we are giving this education from a Christian worldview.
0: And you also give it online. Yes. You get the Christian, same because my, my daughter is, gone, is a Liberty student online. She's right. been on campus she's online now. And I see that throughout her courses, mm-hmm. that there is that Christian biblical worldview um, in, in every aspect of it. And you actually look for it, point it out. And I think that has given her a love for liberty.
1: Yeah. That's, Not
0: just the school, but the, the reality of the liberty of Christ.
1: That's right. And I would just say so we uh, we offer a world-class education residential. Uh, we have over 15,000 students uh, online, over 100,000 students. Uh, that, so we, you've
0: got to be one of the largest providers of online education We, in we the are
1: world. currently, in America, one of the largest. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: right. So you're breaking through, and you're helping pass. You meet students, I travel all the time, I meet students, and, and there are a few standout schools. And I'm on the board of Oklahoma Westland and Oklahoma Westland students are phenomenal. And Hillsdale College students yes. are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, the small liberal arts Christian colleges, there are some of the, the that stand on the truth of Christ. Uh, uh, you know, there's one dance program at called Bellhaven that my daughter attends, and, and, and the other daughter is online at Liberty. Mm-hmm. Liberty University students stand out, whether you see them at Turning Point USA yeah. or you see them at CPAC or whatever, they're, they're, there's an impact. that your students are having. Well, contrast just very quickly the difference between a student at Turning Point USA and maybe the young Democrats uh, gathering that they might have.
1: (laughs) Well, I will just tell you this. We've got all kinds of students who come on campus. And so there is no political test for any student coming to Liberty University. They're all welcome. But they have to understand there is a governing philosophy there and a mission. We're unapologetic. We are not an institution that is created to be a shell for any political organization that is not, not our purpose, right? And in many ways, those political uh, organizations fall short of the glory of God regularly uh, and, uh, and will embarrass us. Um, and so w- we we have students on campus who do have diversity of thought, and that is welcome.
0: But That's unusual. That Most is unusual. schools don't.
1: That's right. But understand that the ideology and the mission and the purpose is fundamentally, unapologetically Christian.
0: All right, so we have to take a break. That's fantastic. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the good things that we can do to educate and pass liberty to the next generation. We're talking with Ryan Helfenbein. He's with the Standing for Freedom Center at Liberty University. And we've learned about how liberty does it different What we want to do is we want to pass liberty to the next generation, otherwise it dies here. America, you know, one of the last great hopes for liberty. So, Ryan, we've been facing a lot of challenges in America. Uh, Mandates and shutdowns and lockdowns, and look at the headlines. Trucker convoys in Canada and things. Tell us, what are you seeing around, because the Standing for Freedom Center, you cover a lot of these headlines from a Christian worldview.
1: Well, I mean, we're we're looking all around, whether it be our, our neighbors to the north in Canada, uh, internationally, we're seeing the rise of China, right, and the rise of a more militant Russia that is getting increasingly more aggressive. Um, we're seeing, and, and I'm I'm not here to peddle in conspiracies at all, but we're kind of seeing this this whole international cable going around with the the whole mask mandates, the lockdowns, as well as the uh, you know mandates to get the vaccine and in every which way there's there's a there's a correlation or even a connection uh, where you say look right now more than ever we have capital to spend that we have to spend in order to preserve freedom right now the truckers are doing it in Canada pastors there are some pastors doing it in Canada here in the United States we have to do the same thing the next generation is looking to our actions And are they going to see boldness or cowardice? Are we going to be able to say, I am so glad that in this moment I did this? Or are we going to then say, or say, I regret that I did not do anything? The younger generation needs to see boldness. They need to see courage, but they also need to know that we stand on conviction, not just Go out there and do something, but also to stand there. You hear the, the, the yeah. saying, "Don't just yeah. don't just uh, stand there. Go do something." Well, the opposite is also true. Don't just go out there and do something, but stand on something.
0: Stand for truth.
1: Stand for truth. And we
0: need to do it winsomely. Like That's right. ba- Babylon B. I just love to open up and read it because it uses yeah. humor to point out really ridiculous things that are going on.
1: That's right. Satire, humor. It's incredible. It's wonderful. SNL. Uh, Lorne Michaels, all those guys knew that uh, back in the 70s, and it was revolutionary at the time. Satirically, they would make fun of the news. Satirically, they'd make fun of the presidents and presidential debate and all of that. And more recently, uh, Seth Dillon, I love what he does at the Babylon Bee. Um, It's brilliant because satirically, using sarcasm as a way to tell the truth, if you're not entertaining you're not educating and so they they'll they'll often joke about tomorrow's headlines today the most outrageous things and this is something that Seth presents all the time where he'll say something outrageous and then you know five or six weeks later that actually becomes a national headline so the most important thing Kevin and I would just tell this to anybody now this is not gonna sound can I use this word sexy to to people out there what can I do the first thing pass the Bible pass the Bible to the next generation. I would tell anybody that. Like if if your source of truth is not, first of all, people add the adjective biblical to things a Mm -hmm. lot in the Christian world, the evangelical world, you know, but the reality is, is that biblical is not enough. It's got to be Bible.
0: The Bible is the most biblical book.
1: That is exactly right. And a lot of times people are reading tertiary sources that talk about what the Bible says or means or teaches, but no one's actually reading it. And as you read through Genesis, one of the things that you see about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and, and all the way to you know Joseph, and then to the, the, the children of Israel, all the way to Moses, they were passing along... The promises of God, these promises are real, they are true and they, though they did not see them ultimately fulfilled, they greeted them from afar as it says in Hebrews chapter 11, they knew, they saw it, not by sight but by faith. And they persevered through many challenges, through many struggles, knowing that bearing the reproach of Christ was greater than all the riches of Egypt. What I would say to anyone in this moment, it does not take 51% to change our culture, our society, our country at large. Well, we know that because they
0: have nothing near 51% and yet they have been changing our culture.
1: That's right, the communist revolution of 1919 3,000 members of the Communist Party, and they, they led a cultural, political, economic revolution. The likes same of thing which, with the,
0: Hitler and Germany. Right. That's right. But it's also the same thing with the Patriots that's right. in the United States. The, the, the forming of the United States came from a small percentage of the population, most, many pastors.
1: That's right. Revolution was started by a small contingent of men who were faithful and women who were faithful and they believed in freedom more than anything and they were holding the British government to account because they were not living up to their own laws so they drew upon the Word of God they also drew upon a legal understanding of the Bill of Rights going back to the the glorious revolution of 1688 their understanding of Lex Rex their understanding of the doctrine of lesser magistrates and so these people were drawing on a rich fundamental tradition theological biblical political, and and revival was the ultimate um, environmental sort of pretext for revolution and, and that's how it happened
0: and that revival is really just going back to the truth of God that's it recognizing the truth of God's Word and a perfect example is the 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 challenge that we face and and you know your generation my generation th- those that are that have matured and seen things happen on this earth uh, we understand uh, that really there's there are X and Y chromosome, and X and X chromosome, there's men and women, and the Bible says God made them male and female, female. but the pushback, my contention is the whole woke pushback is to deny anything that was said in the Bible. That, yeah. is, that is the reason that we have all yeah. these various pronouns and all, we have all this gender issue is because God said male and female. If he'd said something different, the woke pushback would be completely different. Yes. And the answer to that is biblical truth.
1: So you, you hit it nail on the head, spot on you go back to what critical theory is trying to uh, basically engender in this newer generation is this radical subjectivity, that there is no longer male nor female. In fact, there are no genders, right? There are infinite amount of genders, right? Um, There is no right or wrong. And so you go back to what Herbert Marcuse and and Antonio Gramsci and, and so many others were doing, I think Jacques Derrida and Michel Foucault, they were introducing this radical subjectivism into the world of language, into the world of religion, into the world of science, and, and even legal studies to basically break down society. And it goes back to the classic question that was asked in the garden. The, the question came from the devil himself Hath God said? Yes. Is this truth?
0: Yes, it's P- Pilate. Same, yes. same. That's right. what he is, says, what, what is, is truth? Is truth yeah. right? exactly. Throwing the towel well, down. Ryan, we want people to learn about the Standing for Freedom Center. Mm-hmm. Where do they get in touch with you?
1: Go to standingforfreedom.com. Standingforfreedom.com. We, we have information there. Uh, our mission is to defend life, liberty, and truth to ensure the foundations of freedom exist for the next generation. That's what we're concerned about. Generation
0: Next. Thank you for doing that everything we've talked about is going to be summarized in this week's free economic battle plan. Plus, you'll get our action plan to pass liberty to the next generation. Get your copy at economicwarroom.com. Remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room.